Um, did we talk about BattleCon already? No, we didn't. Right. Add that to my list. I got. I am loving having just a, a journal. One of the games that I bought. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. Are we recording? Ephemeris. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, when you never know when we're recording. Like it just we just slide into it. It's a. It's ephemeris. It's a. <laughs> Well, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely ephemeral, or types of recording. Ephemeris is a board game that I own and have never played, as many of my board games are, in fact, owned and not played. And it's a cool idea. It looks very basic, though, in practice, of, like, these boats flying around in the stars. But um, it did come with a, uh, like, for whatever reason, like, just for free with the uh, board game, I got a like a journal like like this white page kind of like a moleskinny journal kind of thing okay and i just kept it on my desk and i just write stuff in it okay i never thought i'd be the kind of person to do that but i just rem- i'm just reminded of stuff or that i that do you I write your your feelings or what do you write in there no i just write video game things <laughs> i just write like if i'm if i'm thinking about like if i'm playing a game and i'm like i gotta rem- i gotta remember to mention this on the podcast to have some sort of clarity um then mm-hmm. i write that kind of stuff down i don't i don't have most of my feelings are video game related a lot of times. So so I'm expecting a, a pretty um, substantial podcast then. I, I feel like you must have a lot to say if you've been uh, writing it down. I mean, I've been doing this for a while. The first thing I wrote, I, the, the, the first time I was writing about it is Persona 5. I was writing down, trying to remember new things to mention so I didn't forget any of the many new things that they had Better added. Royal. Mm-hmm, Royale. Oh man, there's a lot of video games to talk about. I know. Especially this week. What a week. And, and right? I don't even know if, like, I, I, I feel, like, disconnected uh, from the before times. So, so I don't even know what we talked about The before so times, yeah. Well... Did I, did I tell you that, I think, did I tell the podcast in the world at large that I finished Yakuza? No, you definitely did not. Yeah, so we're still talking about it. All the, all the way through. Uh, yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon is the game that I'm talking about. Uh, I, I think I talked a little bit about how toward the end of the game, there was like this crazy difficulty spike. Yeah, I heard that but from I, everywhere that there's like a grindy part. But but I feel like you hit this part where it's like you need to grind. And at that time, they give you uh, this battle tower, which is essentially like a series of fights um, where they're like a little more puzzly, like they have a little more going on in them but they reward you with new items and like a ton of experience. And my grind consisted of one trip uh, through the battle tower. And then I was kind of ready for everything ahead of me. Uh, it, it did take a while. Like the, the battle tower took a couple of hours to get through, but that was like the entirety of the grind I had to do. So, so not too bad. I, I did find out that there was uh, this sort of critical ability that was available to me like early on that I totally missed. So, uh, you know, it, it is like a traditional RPG where you're like tra- changing classes and getting different effects based on what class you have. One of the jobs available to you is um, a foreman. Uh, and essentially, if you switch to the foreman, you unlock this passive ability where whenever you're exploring, um, you can use a hammer and like break down like like wood panels and and stuff like that, essentially like granting you access to new areas, unlocking shops and stuff like that. So what you're supposed to do is pick the foreman ability early on, and then like you could switch off of it immediately, but you switch to it, 
you unlock this passive and then you could switch off of it. So I, I kept missing the fact that there were like all of these breakable doors around and I was like, okay, so I guess that's just like something I figure out later. And it's like, nope, it's just like this weird JRPG quirk that you didn't know about because you played the game blind. So toward the end of the game, I figured that out. And I was like, okay, so I've just been missing all of these like unlockables and, and like gear and stuff this entire game. That's a bummer. Yeah, but... Sometimes but if, like I, if I a... see a bunch of stuff at some point that I feel like I should be able to interact with it, then I might actually go um, outside the game extracurricularly and find out what's going on. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I didn't do that. Man, the story in that game blew me away. Uh, it is... That that game is a, a shonen anime where you are just playing as, like, Goku and just, like, being a moron and, and running dumbly through the world, being, like, stupid powerful, but also, like, having a heart of gold. Uh, I am so excited to see the continuation of this series. What, and, what, and what, where on the timeline is this? Like, I don't really understand. After everything else. Okay, so it is currently, it is up to date. So, like, the next... Yes. Yeah, but it is also, uh, it's the beginning of this character's story, where it's like the character who was like leading the way through one to five, Kiryu, uh, he sort of is out of the game. Uh, you do run into characters from the old games, and like, they're insanely powerful. Like, one thing that they do interesting with this game versus the other games is like, those other games, you were a brawler. Like, they, they were... Um, it's you versus like a dozen guys and you're just like wailing on them. This this character uh, that you're playing as Ichiban in, ya in Like a Dragon, he's not as powerful as the characters that are in like zero through five, but he has like his friends and like his squad. So it, it's interesting the way that the, the gameplay actually plays into the fact that Ichiban's power level is like lower than these other characters i thought that was kind of neat that's interesting i wonder if you would go back and play any of the other yakuza games mm, i thought about it but uh those they're all an investment you know yeah, they really are and I, and I feel like i i played zero for a bit and i wasn't as crazy about the combat yeah that's the other weird thing is like whether or not you like the series and then who knows if the next step in the series is going to be this real-time jrpg like, what if it goes back to being more of a brawler? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like after playing this one, though, I'm kind of invested. Like, I, I feel like I don't have to go back and play the old stuff, but any new stuff that comes out, I'll at least check it out. So that is that Yakuza Like a Dragon in the books? Yeah, I wish highly, I was putting some of my games in the recommended. books. Highly recommended. What, what were you saying? I wish I was putting some of my games in the books. I'm not finishing anything right now. Ooh. I know, yeah, like, that's... I still have... I've been kind of, like, nibbling on a lot of things, like... Uh, indivisible a little bit but indivisible is just it like it slightly drives me crazy i i i if it this is not the complaint that i've heard from in any of the reviews but my major issue with it is that it fucking crashes my computer all the time like it's not that technical of a game and if so it'll crash my computer if i touch my mouse if i click my wow. mouse if i click a mouse button it'll crash the computer if not I, like the game, the whole No, computer. it crashes the computer. I have to completely, like, shut down the computer. 
Like, and have like, you have you looked this up? No one's. I have looked it up. It is a it is a complaint. Like it early on, like a year ago when it released, this is a complaint that people are having of like, hey, it crashes my computer if I do this. It crashes my computer if I do this. If I try and tab out, it crashes my computer. Um, like like it, it's response to anything other than like like I like so when I'm playing it, what I have to do is I have to like shut down all my tabs if i even have like a youtube like so like i'll usually like I, 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 so what you're telling me is is that this is a switch game i usually it is it would be better yeah sure it would be better on switch like when i play on anything on computer if i'm loading up destiny last epoch epic um it's epic in um the we'll Americas. talk about that um like if i'm playing a video game usually i do have like especially if i'm not talking to anyone at the time i usually have like a youtube video or something like playing in the back yeah, either I'm, or i'm That's listening why to i it. have an ultra wide I, I have the ultra wide specifically so that i play the game on one side and then i have a little something else on the other absolutely like i and i love i love listening to music so like i listen to music so this game is like i ha I, I forget that i'm that i'm doing that and i have to remember to turn off every single background application and then start it up and then play it and only it and, and then I have to, like, make sure that I go to, like, the in-game option for, like, select and turn the game off. Because if you do anything outside of that, if I do anything other than just touch the keyboard and move using the arrow keys and WSD and everything like that, then it, it'll crash my computer. It, is, it drives me crazy that it does that. Because I love to listen to music. Like, the music in this game, in that game, is good. But I, I like, sometimes I do just want to listen to, like, something that I'm has, digging. Has this, uh, has this been a problem since you started playing the game? Yeah, but I couldn't nail down, like, like it would happen a lot. And it was like, sometimes I thought it was my fault because, like, during a, like, while it's load, the game's first loading up, like, you know, when, like, like you, you hit the game in Steam and then for a couple seconds, like, it doesn't pop up on the screen. And then I'll have, like, a YouTube video in the back. Then the game will pop up and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I got, I got to turn off. I'll turn off this YouTube video or switch to something like a podcast or something that's going to be a little bit longer. And then by tabbing out, it would crash the game. And it was frustrating, but then I would just go back in and I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to do anything to like upset at this time. I'm just yeah. going to, I'm going to turn off my computer, turn it back, boot back on, not open up anything, just open up Steam and just open up Indivisible. And that would be it for me. I, I think that as soon as that happened to me the first time, like, like my threshold at this point for like when I'll refund a game is so, so low. It, I'm outside really of that. Uh, but yeah, but I, I understand. And it, it is like, it's it's and I, I feel like I'm near the I'm at the part that I have heard in complaints where uh like, that like midway through the game that like a lot of the just regular fights are a little bit too long and that does frustrate me like the combat is really good but it's annoying when when it's like a, a low tier enemy that I'm just kind of like mashing out all my attacks and it's like a five minute like six it's like the snail combat from um octopath, octopath. like li i'm talking about literally fighting a snail in the beginning of the game but like that i i do i do always find that very frustrating like it like individuals combat is much more action-packed and free flowy but even then like i think it should be snappy like and you and you as the player like like it was it's kind of balanced so that like if you make a couple mistakes like you start having your people die so like you okay. really do have to like block well but then you have like these like five minute long fights uh, and it, uh, it's almost weird because at the same time like the enemies are doing less damage but have more health so like the fights are just like longer for no reason it's a kind of like very minimal stuff that it that 
seems like it should have been very tweakable of like why like if complaints are if reviews are having big complaints about it you think that you know you would go back in really quickly and just patch it or i don't know like i know that that, that uh that company is defunct now um mm, so like yeah. I, it'll never happen but uh i mean maybe there's like some sort of mods online that fix it maybe so yeah i've been i've been like doing a lot of like nibbling on little things yeah what other games are you not finishing um persona 5 i haven't booted up in a little while which is it just so it's so it's funny because i already have the the um the guilt from the from persona 5 and then royale was like cleansing my soul of the guilt and now i just have two guilt it's like it's like are you up to have you crossed the point of where you were the first time no i no i haven't like i'm i'm gonna set you straight uh what that will set you straight. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I would like to be more. Where I was at was the end of um, the casino place. Yeah. Okay. So like okay. I know. So that's that's rather far that in. I know that there far is. In. That's probably like two thirds, something like that. I, I know that there's some. There's plenty of stuff after that, and it's before some of like the major details. It's like it seemed like where I was at was where the major details were gonna come to light. Like it was like the big Yeah, well of course because the, the way that the game starts off is in a casino. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. But I uh, gotta get back to Persona Five Royal because I was I, I was just um you know, and we'll talk about the, the game awards at some point or we talk about it now, but uh they showed off Persona Five Scramble. Strikers? Uh, or striker well it was <laughs> what, scramble. what is scramble scramble is what it was called in japan. in japan okay yeah in japan it was persona 5 scramble and in america it's persona 5 strikers what the hell is wrong with them why didn't they keep it scramble that sounds really funny yeah persona uh, 5 but scramble. It's, it's it's a game that people think is going to be like a warriors like a muso game but it does apparently look very I that, that it's not it's more of like a more of just like an actiony combat game that has like persona flavor and also has so a, more of a dmc like, or something well it also yeah something like that but it also has like the romance up like it has like the social part of persona and it's just that the dun like think about persona but take the dungeons out and put in like action combat okay another Sounds chance to, ro- to romance makoto and, and weird enough it's coming to uh pc in addition to switch and in addition to um uh, PlayStation. So the, the reason why that is kind of interesting to me is that I'm currently playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity on, on Switch. Um, and it's so good, actually. It, it is a Warriors game. It's the follow-up to the last Hyrule Warriors. But this one uh, takes place in the Breath of the Wild universe um, 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild. So in this one, you're assembling the team that will pilot the divine beasts oh where, like, dope. where everyone is kind of aware of the problems of calamity ganon and you're just like meeting the people and finding them and getting them together and it's really cool because you get to play as all of those characters you get to play as link as zelda as like a young impa and as the four pilots and it's really cool so far i i think the coolest thing is just how different the combat is depending on who you're playing. And it's so much more than like heavy, heavy, strong, uh, where it's like, so Link has like a sword and shield where if he holds strong at the end of his moves, they do like this power charge ability. And then everybody has like a signature attack with like the right bumper where Link's is, he'll take out a bow and arrow and start shooting. But 
Link also has the ability to change weapons. Um, so you can equip a spear and it like totally changes the moveset. And then he gets like this crazy like dash ability. He can have a two-handed sword where um, if you press an alternative button, your strong attack will be replaced by something that drains your own health to add damage to the attack. But then you get a button to eat food to recover that lost health. And you know how in um, Legend of Zelda you had like the Sheikah tablet, which gave you the ability of like stasis and bombs, magnetize, ice pillar. Yeah, of course I do. So, so those are in the game. That's in the game as well. And every character has access to a Sheikah tablet, and they all do different things. Oh, that's pretty cool. So every every character gets like the bombs, but they all do different things. Like Link just like throws a ton of bombs. You can like aim them and throw them. But Zelda creates like a bomb robot that you like can control and run into people. Impa though is by far my favorite character because essentially what she does is she puts like runes on people. Like you cast runes onto them and then you do an attack that teleports you between everybody that has a room on a rune on them. And if you consume the rune, then you get like these uh, shadows that follow you around and like mimic all of your attacks. Impa's so always the dopest like, in every she's the secret yeah. dopest character in like every Zelda yeah, so, game. So you like pick up all of these shadows and then they're just like empowering all of your attacks where you're doing attacks where you're like surrounding enemies in shadows and like firing off lasers at them. Um my, my maybe my favorite character so far is uh I I can't remember the name of this guy, the the Goron I can't remember the name of any of them except for the wing guy, Ravali. And then there's... but It's not Darunia, right? No, it's not. It's, it's not Darude, right? Um, but his abilities are, on all of his strong attacks, he creates, like, these magma pillars, and then his signature ability lets him detonate all of the magma pillars that, that he's, like, put out. Daruk. Daruk Sandstorm. Like Darunia was with the Hero of Time. Daruk became yeah. Link. And, and the game also has the mechanics of, like, if an enemy attacks you and you dodge it perfectly, then you could do, like, this uh, flurry. Daruk has this really cool thing where instead of having, like, the ability to run, he rolls around like a Goron. Yes, of course. So, you would, so yeah, any other thing would be wrong, that. would be incorrect. It's... The game is so sick. Like just the 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 loot that you find and like powering up your weapons, like building out your team as you do different challenges for your team, they're earning access to new abilities. So it there there you just like at the end of every mission you feel like you've gained new stuff to play with. And you're also like working on building up the different areas of Hyrule to like defend against Calamity Ganon where you're you're like you're near the Death Mountain area and you're like bringing them these resources and you're completing these missions and it's essentially like strengthening up that area which is giving you access to new missions and new upgrades for that character so there's just there's just a lot to play around with and obviously like the music the art style, all that direction is pulled straight out of Breath of the Wild, and it's excellent. The The only problem with the game is that the Switch is not powerful enough for this game. So the frame rate is pretty choppy. That's so, very bad. I mean, that that that's a huge negative with these, like, Muso games, because that's, to me, that's important. Like, you, you know that you're going to spend the entire game with, like, massive 
like screen filling attacks and hitting like 40 enemies so if the, yeah. if the like releasing a game that's a muso game and can't handle what muso does is like yeah I, I wonder if they were developing this game like on the next iteration of the switch you know mm. what I mean? Because we all know that there's like some more powerful version of the Switch coming, and it's like, did they just like have access to that? I don't know. Uh, but, but it does make you feel like ridiculously powerful, where you do this like giant attack, and the game can't keep up with it. It's sometimes also... good, but I don't want that all the time. Like there's, yeah. like there's, there's a like the, a minimal amount of that. Or if you like, like I, I, there's been games. I'm trying to think of like games that have done this before, but there's games where it's like you. You, you go way overboard and you're like 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 I, I, this happens to me actually in um genshin like actually so like if if genshin like i have all my abilities at once and i do like a mega combo and hit like a ton of enemies like they spawned a ton of enemies and this the timing was right and i got and i saved up all my ults at once and then i like shoot out this arrow that sucks everyone in and then throw out a giant fire aoe that dots everyone and then throw out an explosive like water arrow and then all like the different effects cause different um like status effects so there so like the the different elements are like causing like explosions and status down and like defense down and with tons of enemies on screen that happening like the frame rate just goes to like five and on your phone on, on my phone on my phone but it's 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 a dope it, it's like it, it looks kind of cool and it doesn't happen frequently like normally the gameplay is very smooth and everything is fine but every once in a while yeah. if, like a, given enough enemies and enough special effects like it, the whole just the frame rate goes down to five and usually it's fine because it's like i don't have to do anything at that point like i just killed everything in the room and it looks really cool but uh i don't like it where if it's if, it, if the game of genshin impact were doing that all the time then that would be kind of annoying. That would be kind of frustrating. Like as a as a as an infrequent thing of like you comboed a million things and like physics are going crazy and your reward is five frames a second and it's just, it's just like you're watching a slideshow of the devastation you've caused. I think that's kind of okay, but yeah, I don't really like it the other way. So one of the other uh, things is, is that you do have these like on rail sections where you're piloting the divine beasts. And this is the area where the frame rate is really bad because you're mowing down hundreds of enemies at once because you're in these massive like you know the size of these divine beasts. Yeah, they're huge. And, I mean, well, you you they're the they're the dungeons yeah. in and you Breath know of the, the size of like the goblins, and you're just like shooting a like laser that is like you know the ability to cut mountains in half, and you're shooting this at like camps of bacoblins and just killing oh my god this, what is what is what wrong with like this almost sounds like like the, the the power that like link and his friends have compared to at least like bacoblins is bizarre yeah it's like it, it is it is it would really make you think like this has gone too far yeah but i'm, I'm digging it like just the it, it's the right amount of like brainless fun and and also like having a pretty involved combat system where you're like making choices, like choosing how, what weapons you want to bring with you and how you want to make your builds. It's pretty neat. It does sound pretty fun. Actually, the more you're talking about it, like I didn't think I wanted it because I don't care that much about uh, Zelda games that aren't like mainline. Um, but it sounds kind of cool. Like I, like that does sound really good. And I've I, I really do love Breath of the Wild. Uh, friend of the show, ex co-host uh, Shron Killigans uh, is uh, playing Breath of the Wild and has been for months. And I love it because he, like, updates me every once in a while. And it's very much his, like, 
day off coffee and stay inside kind of game and yeah. he's he's going through it very slowly which i would i would argue is the correct way like it's kind of how i'm playing genshin right now and like i'm at story wise i'm like like a couple of months ago friend of the show nate was like saying that he was at this one point in the story and i haven't gotten there but i'm like 20 adventure ranks above where he was at so i'm just doing all this side stuff and like exploring and just like enjoying just like slowly going over every little minor thing that the world has to give uh, has to offer kids just play video games differently you know yeah and so like and and that's how like like it reminds me a lot of how much or why breath of the wild was so special to me is like they really it is such an incredible game and world that they built and i feel like it was the like stop and smell the roses game and to have it as in triple a format was pretty weird i think that was what made it so special that uh it wasn't a triple A game that was like riding off of its like cutscenes or plot or narrative. Like it was more just like it was it's so slow in retrospect. When did, yeah, when did Persona Five first come out? Persona Five came out September fifteenth, twenty sixteen. I'm I'm trying to remember because at one point I was trying to finish Breath of the Wild so that I could start another game. And I'm trying to remember what the other game was. That, like, I wanted to wrap up Breath of the Wild to play. I remember putting in, like, I think, like, over 120 or 130 hours. I kind of did almost everything that made sense to do. And by the time that I was finishing the game, it was not for any reason. I didn't 100% complete, like, every single Yeah, it was just, like, now's the time. On the map. But it was the point where, like, I had done so much that the map had become more scarce and it just felt yeah. right. Like it was just like, and that's like how it is with those games sometimes. Like even with like Elder Scrolls games and like Fallout. Like you, you really choose for yourself when when those game when you want those games to end. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there was no like it was definitely like a no love lost. Like um, I didn't feel like I had to do it. And something and part of me did feel bad to like just finish, just to be like I almost don't want it to end. But yeah. but it was getting to the point where I was like, I played this game for 120 hours, like or so, like even more maybe. Like I, I had I, really I, exhausted a lot of. And that's a that's a problem I have sometimes where I don't want a game to end, so I just never finish it. I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. And those are the times where it's like, okay, well now I just have to I have to soldier through and yeah. make sure that I because if I don't, then I'm going to put this will. game down and I'll, I'll look back on it fondly and always feel a tinge of guilt. Oh yeah. Hashtag gamer guilt in the chat. Hashtag gamer guilt. Yeah. Write that down as an episode. You know title. what's you know what's mad weird though. I want to like I just want to touch on this in Genshin. So you're you're talking about the Bokoblins and uh, in Breath of the Wild and Genshin is very much uh, like uh, waifu wild Breath of the Waifu or whatever. Um, and th- there's a uh, there's daily quests in it. And one of the daily quests that I've gotten a couple times is this little girl who is like, I'm trying to learn how to speak Hillchurl. And Hillchurl yep. yeah. yep. is the, the voice, yep. is, the, is, the, is the language of the Hillchurls. And Hillchurls yeah. are, are the Genshin version of Bokoblin. So, yes. so, the, so what the quest is, and it's very easy, and there's like almost nothing to do in this quest. Like you follow her, there's a camp of Bokoblins like right there. 
that you could yep. kill. And uh, she, you follow her up to the front of the camp, and there's a dancing hill churl. And, and none of the hill churls aggro or attack you. And she just tries to, like, speak to it a little bit. And it, they have her and the hill churl have a conversation. And I, I don't even, I really don't know what the point of this quest is because the, what I gleaned from it. to make you it, feel bad. Yeah, Hashtag I know. Gamer like what I gleaned from it is like, okay, so the, the camps of these things that are like, like, why am I just, I'm like, is it my murdering them that makes them not like me? Like, do they, do they tell the stories of, of, of how I just like cross the land and just like glider in and then fall from the sky like like just a, like a horrible bomb and i just wipe out these like it's horrific what, it, what it, so the only like if you're going to make it, so they so you're telling me in this quest that the hill churls have like a full language are like completely aware of what's going on and able to hold like advanced conversations and that for the rest of the game we don't think about that and i just like wholesale murder them that's Bada like bang. that's not good. Don't tell me that. Like, tell me that they're that they don't think like that they don't think at all. That they they like I don't know. Like I don't like this. And then you can't do that. You can't introduce this concept and then never return to it. And then just be like, yeah, it's, you're just killing them all. They have a language and there's nothing. They live on the outskirts in these little tiny villages and they don't seem to really be negatively affected. I mean, there is they do negatively affect. Like they they do like make it dangerous for for people but i guess it's not much different than like the real life version of like indians like early like settlers here stealing land and creating these like using their more advanced technology to create large safe havens and then the danger is on the outside of these like larger cities is that there are like indians that have their have had their land stolen and are also terrified because of how much more powerful and dangerous these like interlopers are and because of it, it's like we gotta get. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a very it's a very problematic thing to bring into the uh, into the recipe here. You know? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. So that's good. You know, hashtag gamer guilt. If you uh, feel bad about slaying the Hella Charles and the Bacoblins. I feel like I I have been more thinking that of just like there's a lot of things there's a lot of games that uh that don't that like that do that have that they always say like ludo narrative dissonance right of like your main character is just murdering nonstop. they always, i feel like most people always mention the uncharted games right with the ludo narrative dissonance yeah. and that your main character is this nice guy and he's like he's just going off for treasure and he kind of he doesn't really need the money it's more like he's an adventurer and he wants to finish uh this kind of family bloodline hunt for um different lost treasures but along the way, he is murdering, like just murdering nonstop. And like how weird it is that like he's it, a recreational murderer. Yeah, that it never there's never a thought of like of like, yeah, he just killed them. He just killed like tons of them. Like he doesn't even like bat an eye anymore. Like he can have like a joking conversation with his best friends after a short battle in which he murdered like 20 or 30 people. Like, I mean, they're shooting him, too, though, right? Yeah, but. I, I would still think like I don't know like it, it it's it's weird like Indiana Jones he's murdering I guess right I don't know I, didn't I think he this. murders a little bit but he's murdering Nazis so there's a little bit of a difference there but that's the that's the free pass to that's murder. the free pass to me <laughs> like that is factually a free pass to me like if you put a swastika on anything I don't have any sort of sympathy for what happens to it um, yeah I feel like if they if John Wick if they redid John Wick 
but they buzzed a swastika into the dog and they were like, this dog is down with the swastika. Don't get it twisted. It's not just the owner. The dog is down with the swastika. And then they killed the dog in the beginning. I'd be like, nah, that's good. I'm, I'm good with that. The, the movie can end there. Yeah. Let's get on track. Well, there's an, there is another game that we've been playing where I don't feel bad about killing hordes of enemies. And that's uh, the last epoch. Oh, damn. Last last yeah, I was, epoch. I had to look, I had to look this up. I had to look this up because I was saying epic, but um, it's epoch uh, primarily in Europe, uh, English speakers like England, and epic in the in America. So what brought me to this game was that Wilson got an update, and I was reading people's feedback, and people were like, "Okay, Wilson still sucks, <laughs> um, so just play Last Epoch instead." So I downloaded Wil- Wilson and I played it a little bit more because I had already paid for it. And I was like, yeah, this game does still suck, and it's still very broken. Like, there's problems like remapping keys. The whole system of, like, the, the, the character customization sucks. There's, like, I don't know, like, 40 different skills, maybe. There's, like, hardly any. Like, across all of the builds, there's, like, 40 different skills. Ugh. It, and, like, the, the rune system that you upgrade skills are so boring. This The runes are, like, deals... 15% more damage costs 15% less willpower. It's just so lame. And, and like your ultimate ability is like you transform into this like giant demon that kills things and there's four of those to choose from and nothing that you do like impacts those. Uh, it's such a boring ability. Yeah, that's mad weird. Like uh, sometimes like transformative abilities in ARPGs only make sense as to being a niche build or having some sort of ca- like interplay with other abilities yeah, that's like i don't know to make it clear were... wilson is a arpg in the vein wilson of is an ARPG. of um path of exile or diablo or something like that. and it's trying it's so the worst damnation of this game is that it and this is everything you need to know about wilson is that it has this like passive tree like path of exile but none of the nodes have graphics on them. That's so. Yeah. So where would you know, know what any node does unless you're like mousing over all of the nodes? And, and like some, there were defining nodes that were like small little nodes that you miss, and it's just like Path of Exile. You still you, you do have to go stupid. over everything, but the but for stuff like health or some of the other like you get used to what the symbol for that is. I mean, health is just like a, is the health the plus sign kind of yeah, thing yeah but there but and there are unique graphics there like, are unique for graphics the, for like the keystones and all of that and and, and not Wilson to mention that there's bigger that. like like path of exile makes clear to you what a large impactful addition to your character would be in in that like the the minor nodes that just do the least amount are small or smallest and then to like these yeah. big nodes that have like wrapped like tons of nodes wrapping around them to get to them so you know that like this is clearly something that like if it's it like even if you don't know much about building or anything about path of exile like you know you would want to maybe get to them yeah and wilson to be fair wilson does do that too but all of the trees are shaped the exact same way so like there's nothing interesting about like oh i'm going for chronomancer and i'm in this part of the tree and it has like this flavor Versus, like, I'm going into the um, warlock tree, and it is shaped this way, and it has, like, these cool icons. Like, you don't know anything about, like, what... There's no flavor in in what they're doing unless you're, like, reading each of the individual nodes. Like, you don't know. 
And and it's just like there's so little variance in what anything is doing that it like hardly matters. Like the the whole it's just weird that all of the characters are based around this idea of did you play any Wilson? Because if I played, you did, I played. Yeah, I was the one who recommended it too. Like because it looked fairly good and it was early access for yeah. for cheap at the time. This is one thing that y'all remember about Wilson is just that it has this system of like willpower versus rage where you have like a yellow bar and then you have a purple bar. So it's like your good attacks expend the purple bar and your like lame attacks uh, push more onto the purple bar from the yellow bar. So and like the seesaw mechanic is like de- is the that, defining is that, thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's across every single all build. builds. Okay, so that's yeah. that that is the kind of thing that would be mechanically interesting for a singular build. Yes, but it's on every build. Uh, so I played it a little bit. I ran into bugs, and I, which is crazy. Like it, it's crazy that the game came out with bugs in like ten months ago, maybe longer. People have been complaining about them. You release an expansion and you don't fix it. Like it's it's a free expansion. It's oh, and by the way, the expansion that they released is uh, Bestiary from from Path of Exile, which is the same thing that they just. It's not Metamorph, which is what they released for uh, Destiny. It's Bestiary, where it's essentially like you're tracking this monster and like you're choosing different. Um, abilities that the monster is going to have and then it culminates in this big fight and based on, Wait, the hold way on. That that's you... that's what the destiny okay well you... then wilson is doing the same exact De- thing destiny yeah, it is metamorph it's metamorph Des- destiny is right right now destiny's thing is you you pick a boss and then you modify uh the boss is tied to a gun drop and then you modify the fight that will modify the outcome of the drop and then you similar, fight the boss and you chase it through. Yeah. Yeah. And and it sucks because like the one thing that it does have going for it is like it's got some slick animations. Like the monsters that they're introducing looks really cool, but it's not good enough. Like it's like aside from the way that it looks, it's bad. Like it's just not a good game. Well, you know what? The best thing that to come out of it is that apparently someone told you to just play Last Epic because I, just to like to put my cards on the table. I, I I absolutely love this game. Like I I truly and wholeheartedly love Ast- Last Epic. It is incredible. If you have ever liked Diablo or Path of Exile, like those kind of games, um, this is like right up there with that. Uh, and to me, it might be like my my favorite. It's the one that caters to my senses the most. Um, yeah. It, it is it's incredible how how much this game is doing that I absolutely love. Yeah, so, so let's I'm talk glad a little bit that, about, that someone let's, recommended to you. And let's talk a little bit about uh, the differences and where it's at. So Last Epic is an early access game right now. You could buy into it. It came it out in 2019, I believe. It doesn't feel broken at all. But the thing that's being added right now is uh, there are still some classes that they're adding, and there's. So what else? They're they're adding classes and they're adding more uh, end game features. Uh, uh, multiplayer, I believe, is not even in. And, yeah, multiplayer. But and they're they're also going to work for an economy. Oh well, that would make sense. Um, but I do like the way that I'm not having to trade for anything. But so the the thing about this game is you are starting off by choosing one of five character classes. Uh, would I ever be able to remember what they are? There's uh, a like rogue, a... a sorcerer, a primalist. An a, acolyte, 
and a what's the what's the warrior class called it's like a paladin kind of thing because it has like it's like a warrior like isn't it are you talking about the, the one that has like rune arm master and or no the one that has um the forge forge master void yes. knight but so yeah but then each of those five classes has uh three classes it will eventually have three some of them do and some of them do not some i think they all at least have two right now right yeah they do and then um, some of them have three. Yeah, and but the acolyte, for example, uh, currently has necromancer, necromancer and, and a lich. Yeah, and it will soon get warlock, which is going to be the third one. And so the way that it works is that each of these different like classes and subclasses they have like their own skill tree. So this is not path of exile. Every the different classes are all completely separate from one another. Which is kind of a nice change. Like, it's a refreshing change for me after playing Path of Exile for so long. To be like, I'm going to choose this completely other class. And just, like, see all of these other options, like, kind of laid bare in front of me is... It's it's refreshing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, like, like to, to there, there is the beginning of where I get so interested. Because I, I feel like... If if anyone is like like no like knows or listens a lot like you know that I that I always love uh like class diversity and I like I going back to like original WoW I always really liked the idea of like re- choosing something and it being like very much diverse and unique from everything else to the point of like you, when you see a high level like warlock or something walking around and they're in badass armor and they've got a demon standing next to them and no other class does that no other class has a demon standing next yeah. to them that you're like i really want to roll that and play that for like 80 hours what is that even like at the end like what kind of abilities does he have and then then they have like the different specializations like what is that what is even going on there like they've gone through so much to get to, to hear and like i, I love yeah, that for, for me that was ragnarok online that did that where you would see like a a wizard walk by and just like totally like shoot down a meteor and, and totally kill everything in front of you where you're just like i'm an archer and all i do is fire arrows yeah for now but then, for like, then but... seeing those well i mean in, in ragnarok online do, do they ever do more than that oh yeah well yeah well, like i mean like if you're early on and you're like in the little zone and then some like mage or something walks in and throws a meteor out then it's like well what do you expect i'm, I'm level one i got i got bows i got arrows but, so i rolled a rogue so rogue can turn into blade dancer marksman or falconer falconer is not out yet but they just added the rogue class so the way that it works is that i start out the game i'm just a rogue I'm getting rogue abilities. The rogue abilities are kind of like a mixture of what you would get from the marksman class and from like the blade dancer class. So it has this ability like um, throw an acid flask. It has this ability called flurry and the flurry ability, like it works differently depending on if you're using a dagger or if you're using the, the, the bow. So, but you kind of get like a taste and it, and it kind of gives you like the, the, you know, idea of like, okay, so, you know, you start out with this and it'll sort of give you a sense of what the abilities would be like if you chose one class over the other between like the Blade Dancer or the Marksman. Once you get further into the game, you unlock a new tree uh, specific to the Marksman, which will give you like the signature abilities. And then later on, you do get to... Um, socket some abilities into the other subclasses but you only get to master one of them you master the subclass 
it, it extends the tree and it gives you access to abilities like to like signature abilities. So since I spec marksman, marksman, I get the ability like detonating shot, and there's no way for me to get that otherwise. Yeah, I mean, so there's a there's a lot to unpack. Um, yes, yeah, so you like so you have a you have just like you said, um, you have a base talent tree. Uh, going up the base talent tree further and further up the base talent tree will also get you abilities that are for the base class. Um, and you eventually, like you said, unlock the other subclasses, but you're specialized in one, so you can go higher up. And you're always earning um, other like class abilities as you're like like playing the game before that. Um, and then there's it, uh, it's also really important that uh, you specialize in certain abilities so anyone who really likes talent trees i feel like will love this game and i do like i like i i that was probably my favorite thing of also like hots like i love that like like uh picking and choosing like certain aspects of an ability to change how it functions and yeah like like i really like that and this game is all the way in like this yeah, game is like Let's talk a little bit about that because one of the defining characteristics of this game is just that you get a hot bar with five abilities on it, and that's like that's it. I, I really so I really really like this. This is a this is a clear example of like nailing players into this causes more choices by having less choices almost like like yes. you like it means so much what you put on that hot bar because. You don't get to. I was. I was like try, in the beginning. I was like trying to look for like how do you switch hot bars? Like how do you like scroll down and go to another hot bar? Or like in WoW, like you're allowed to like open up your hot bars and put more abilities on hot bars that are floating throughout the UI rather than just the the initial hot bar. And this game really locks you into those abilities. Um, so it it really matters what you pick. And a lot of those abilities are, especially the more powerful ones, are a cooldown based. And that's like what they're trying well, to. Well, they start out cooldown based. They could be cooldown. We'll yeah, they could be cooldown based. Um, but one thing that that is also really cool about that is just that there are a lot of like just because I'm a marksman does not mean that I'm going to play like other marksmen because we only get these five abilities. Um, and obviously, like you could slot one ability out and slot another one in, but we'll talk about like the specialization of those abilities. But because there's only five of them, like. And I'm going like maybe I'm going Cinder Strike, but somebody else would be using totally different abilities. There are some abilities that I haven't even considered at all, like penetrating. But but yeah, we we did briefly mention this. But the, the the main thing, like one of the coolest things that this game has going for it, is that each ability has its own skill tree where you're fundamentally changing the way that the abilities work. Yeah, to like an insane degree. Like, I and and some of them like and and what I've seen throughout this game is like some of the abilities are doing things like cross changing other abilities and like where it's changing like nearly every. I see like I've seen like everything from like this ability is more powerful but now has a cooldown. This ability is less powerful, has no cooldown. This ability costs no mana. This ability 
it used to be lightning, but now it's fire. So if you're like doing it to spire fire spec, like it gets crazy at some point because like my like my main tree, I've been putting into a lot of points and like making the lightning more powerful. But I can also take a lot of these like fire abilities and spec into making them 100% lightning abilities um, and like making them proc on different casts. Like so, one of the so at least for for like for empirically for for me and like my my experience of it is that I chose a uh like what what is the name of like it's like spell sword spell sword spell blade spell blade so like that's a kind of rare like i i feel like i like lich was definitely the one that like seemed like the most me but looking over the 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 classes are so cool sounding like they're they're i could see myself playing like a lot of different classes and the game doesn't it seems to like only in in the base level talk about like having a rogue and a warrior because you're going to specialize way outside of that and one of the things that really brought me to it is like, I don't like warrior classes, but they have a warrior class called a void knight. And the way that he like defends is like he manipulates space time. So he has, and, and this is like the ability that sold me on the game. He has an ability where he creates a point in time. And then after a few seconds, he will rewind to that point in time. So if an enemy is about to do like this massive attack, he can create a point in time and like tank the hit and then rewind back to where they were. Yeah, it really that was just such a cool idea to me. It really quickly goes off the rails from like the more traditional concepts of classes because you you're only kind of starting out as a traditional concept of a class and then you're going way outside of it. So like spellblade or whatever. Like I I just I was looking around and I was like, this isn't really exactly what i would pick when i i go for like classes and games definitely not mage like is not the class that i would ever go for but the idea of like a teleporting enchanted like blade user person was like that could be kind Almost of like cool. half rogue yeah like like more roguey but like so i and like but like instead of dodging like using like a magic shield and putting on like magic armor and like like enchanting the weapon so like and i got that i definitely so it's crazy um, so like I, I started out as this mage that's kind of got these traditional like and all the abilities I feel like the abilities are really cool because the initial the, the initial way that they sell the abilities is like two sentences usually like deals lightning damage in a cone or something like that's what most of the abilities sound like when it starts out until you get really crazy down them and modify them but one of the first abilities I got before I could figure out a lot of the core parts of the game is this um, elemental like Nova like this this AOE that, that happens around me. And I thought it was pretty good because I would just like I would hit a lot of enemies with like this like lightning blast that they get early on, and then enemies would get up to me, and then this was like a, a big burst of damage that would happen around the around like my character. Um, I before I could figure out how to specialize the abilities because you have to lock in what abilities you specialize in. I was just like messing around with that option, and I accidentally locked myself into the elemental nova, which I didn't really want to do. But I was yeah, like, I guess the, you can pull them out. You can pull yeah. them out. And I, and I have more to say on that, too. But like, I didn't know exactly. And I was like, but I guess at first I was like, I didn't know that I locked it in, actually. So I was like, oh, w- when you get to this level, then you get to modify your Elemental Nova. I, like, I thought that that wasn't a choice. I thought that it was like you get like the for mages, you get to this level and you can modify Elemental Nova. So anyway, I start like putting points into this thing and I don't really know what I'm doing because I haven't gone anywhere yet in any of the talent trees. And I'm making it so that like one thing it like has a chance to freeze and whenever 
it does the freezing one, it procs an AoE around every enemy that was hit with it, and then I made it so it's like also has a chance to do a lightning version of itself that um, makes enemies weak, weak to lightning and can like overcharge me and then shock enemies standing close to me. So I'm doing all this stuff with like this AoE um, ability and making this like AoE ability stronger and stronger, even though I didn't really initially want to do this at all. I thought it was like a I had to do it. And then I eventually found out that I just made a mistake and locked it in. Um, so then I got, got teleport. And teleport, I was like, if I had to choose what I should spec into, the teleport's always going to be on my bar. Like, that's going to be one of the most important abilities. Like, this is the option Absolutely. for yeah. movement, like, in, in this class. Like, this is, like, like for clearing lots of stuff, I want to, like, make this ability stronger. So I, I locked in teleport. And as I'm, like, looking through this teleport tree, uh, there was an option to, to make it for free cast the elemental nova at the start of the teleport where i teleported from and then another option to make it cast where i land and another option to make it cast in between the a and b points of the teleport and now i also have mirror images that cast spells outside of it and all of those the all the it, so, I, so by teleporting one time for a low cost of mana i throw out three elemental novas that I spec into that have the changes passively from my elemental nova in the tree. So like it gets like I, I just mean yeah. to say all this of like I spec into one thing that's modifying this crazy AoE and then a different ability is casting that ability and all the things along with that ability and the extra damage and the extra things that it can do for free three yeah. times it, it's crazy how you could take like an ability that would be like um like a simple ability like an ability that you're repeatedly using over and over and turn it into like this big cooldown ability or turn a support ability into an attacking ability one thing that i did is the signature move the first move that you get as a marksman is a detonating shot and it's like an explosive shot in path of exile where you're embedding arrows into the enemy and then they like blow up and there's no cooldown on it. There's all sorts of things that you can do with it. But the way that I played it is I already have an ability that I really like, which is like this move called Cinder Strike. It's like a fiery elemental attack. So the way that I built Detonating Shot is I made it so that the ability now has a cooldown, but deals way more damage in a larger area. It stays embedded in the target longer, and the longer it's in the target, the more damage it does. And, and then... Yes. Okay. And also, when it's embedded in a target, that target takes more elemental damage. Ooh. So the idea of it now is that it is supporting my Cinder Strike. I'm putting these arrows into enemies. They're staying there for a really long time, which would be a deterrent if this were your main ability. But because of the way that I've spec this into being a support ability, it's actually to my benefit that it stays in there longer because... I'm getting more damage on my Cinder Shot when the uh, arrow is in there. So I've taken this ability that some people would just like put as many of these out as I possibly can, and I've turned it into like this is my special ability that I use. Like at the very start of a fight, I just put this in there, and then I just like wail on them with my other abilities. So yeah. that's been pretty cool. It, it is amazing to look at how many abilities there are and how many abilities I'm not using because of just the way that you're specking out these different abilities on your bar. Actually, I ended up taking out el off Elemental Nova from my bar, so I don't even actually raw cast it anymore or have the ability to even cast it, but I'm specialized in it because my teleport casts it three times. So, like, that's... I, I just... I like Those kind of things are, I feel like, is pretty insane. I feel like 
Um, more so, like Path has a ton of choices. Like that, that is factually true. Um, but I do feel like, especially for uh, someone that doesn't want to either just look at a guy that says, don't think, just go with this build because you don't know how to do this kind of stuff. And if you tried to go and specialize in Path without advanced, like prior knowledge, or if you're just like a new player, like you're going to dead the character probably because you're going to go in all these places and you're not going to probably have a goal in mind or know why you would do certain things or be efficient with your building. And then it's very hard to like get backwards once you've made that many mistakes. Um, and I do feel like in this game, I feel like it, it was more built for players to just kind of go. And like, if you like an ability, pick it and specialize in it. And then within the, the skill tree, there's usually like anything you want. Like, I feel like you can turn it into whatever you you're looking for at the time you could turn it into like like you said like you can make these like minor abilities into nukes with cooldowns or supportive abilities sometimes and like do all go all sometimes like especially for mage like the the there's tons of stuff specializing in the tree into fire dealing more damage and igniting lightning dealing more damage and stunning um frost dealing more damage and freezing and then there's interactive abilities within those so like i have an aoe that like deals extra damage to frozen targets and instant kills frozen targets below a percentage of health but i can turn like any ability like even stuff that's called like fire ward or like flame strike like has stuff on the tree to turn it into a frost yeah, like, ability like i have this ability where it's just like a, a dummy that taunts things but you could turn them into like bombs you can make them reflect damage back at the enemy. Uh, really cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's wild. I, I also just want to say, like, I, I, I love the pace at the, of this game. Like, because if you're... I, I, it's not... I mean, like, I don't know why I'm thinking of HOTS. I guess HOTS because it's like a 20-minute game and you're you're very rapidly leveling up and getting to go through this talent tree. And I, I, I do just find that uh, instantly uh, appealing. Um, but in this game... Um, as you're going throughout like the, the the zones, like I'm around level like 30, a little over level 30, and uh, you're constantly getting, you're you're always getting experience for the individual individually leveling up the abilities you slotted in, um, the, the, the or the abilities you like you're choosing to do talent trees of, and then on the outside also every level you're getting talent points. So like you're kind of always like getting tons of new stuff even mid-level you're getting like a new talent specialization for one of your abilities you know like so you're yeah. you're, you're there there is a a very rapid pace at which you're like i'm, I'm i can't wait to get to this part on this tree because it's going to open up something crazy and then you like almost forget that for a couple seconds because you got another spec for a different ability and you're looking for another part on that tree that's going to be like crazy when you get to it yeah and, and also like the game it is not to a difficulty level of Path of Exile where it like feels in, impenetrable for a new player. Like it, it's it it feels intuitive to like look through like what's available to you and and find your own way. Yeah, and I think that that's good. And uh, I one thing that I've done quite a few times is I've changed my skill specialization, and I, I've found that and and they make it it takes a little bit. Like it's when you pull something out of specialization. It like D levels that slot, so you have to re level. But the re leveling process is actually pretty fast. I thought that it would be 
more of a more of a problem but well, i guess I it's, able, it's like, also somewhat based on like like uh just like the way that general leveling works so if you de-rank yes. down to level four and you're and like this later part of the game you're getting so much experience that like just going through these packs is going to like rapidly catch the ability accelerate that ability yep. Yep. It, it catches up pretty fast i'm i'm excited to see what happens i haven't gotten to end game yet so i'm still like in mid game so i want to see what that's like they also have this really cool system uh called idols so these oh, yeah. are a part of your inventory they're like your armor but there are these like artifacts that take up a specific amount of space yeah it's a tetris you game have to, like yeah you have to like fit them in so you have to like ones that are bigger will be uh, will be more powerful so you have to figure out like is it worth it to spare the space and to use like three of the ability slots for this for idle slots for this one big piece or do i want to split it out into smaller ones and those have felt pretty meaningful so far like some of those are altering uh my abilities directly oh yeah I, i've gotten some serious ones i do feel like so uh, man i feel like the loot is somewhat tailored i would only i i would i feel like just empirically, uh, that the, the the loot is somewhat tailored to what I'm doing. So I'm finding a lot of lightning things, and especially with the idols, it seems to have been like react, like almost reactive. Maybe like I'm I'm like being ridiculous because I do you might find be getting a little lucky. I do find stuff outside of the class. Oh, I I found a um. I have found some crazy stuff. I found... Yeah, uh, I found some really cool uniques for a primalist. I keep getting primalist. I, you know what's funny? I, I, I have... So I did find boots for this lightning specialization. I found these crazy awesome boots that is like 50% more lightning damage and 44% other spell damage. So it's like this crazy amazing boots and they and they shock people um, if while I'm moving. And if I stand still for too long, I generate up charges and stun myself, which is kind of like... So it's a very interesting, uh, unique of like just keep moving and don't let these stacks build up on yourself because it. But you're gonna be strong with like really crazy lightning powers, which is awesome because I'm going all lightningy. Um, but I have. Well, is there a drawback on those? You 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 stun yourself you stun if you stand yourself. still too long. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yes. So so yeah. They they they're amazing, but you do stun yourself if you stand still too long. So you have to keep moving, which is cool because. It kind of makes almost sense of like not being static, if that makes sense. Like you're always building up, like you're having yeah, to keep no, moving I, around. I, of like that's a really cool, that's a cool concept. Uh, but I, but but similar to you, like it, the the game at this, so the game is throwing a lot of lightning stuff at me, and then the other thing it's throwing a lot of at me is lich stuff or like a warlock. Oh, stuff. it knows you. So so I found a scythe that's like on kill summons a skeleton outside of the skeleton companion, limit yeah, outside of the companion limit cool and i have a necrotic helmet that deals like extra necrotic damage and explodes targets that die of necrotic damage with necrotic damage that so like i'm finding all these cool. things that and then the and then yes i have I, again like the idols i do think are really cool because they have been like really crazy modifiers one of the idols that i have takes um flame ward and makes it so that i zap people with lightning while it's active and i've been using flame ward as one of my main um like defensive skills so there, there's there's a lot of like but it's a huge idol so i did have to like move around a lot of stuff and take off some other things but um i do i do find that to be a very very cool sub mechanic is like these idols you're finding that are giving increasingly more passive abilities and stuff like that to your, to your tree. I like the, I really love the overall loot. Early on, you are finding 
good stuff and i feel like the drop rates are pretty high i don't know if that's just because there's no trading really in the game but i yeah. i do find that i'm getting a lot of stuff really quickly um, one thing that's interesting is that the items aren't as easily replaceable as they are in other rpgs where it's like oh i leveled up twice and now the boots i'm finding are better than two levels ago it feels like if you find a good piece of gear yeah, they're, it's they're just like your for a while yeah they, if, and, as long also, as it's like just your thing you're going for I, I don't know if you've worked a lot with the crafting but the crafting feels pretty intuitive and pretty good i my current bow is i found a white base bow and it was like a pretty good base like it was like um it had higher a higher base attack value a higher base attack speed and then i was just able to like with what i had on me just like craft like some some useful modifiers for myself and it actually tells you like you've crafted t3 uh, physical damage, and then you could put more of the physical crafting material onto it to upgrade that. But but the system is really cool because what's happening is the more that you craft on an item, the more instability you're granting on the yeah, item. Yeah, I saw that. If you, if you put too much instability on the item, it fractures it, which makes it so that it will become like the equivalent of corrupted where essentially y'all hit a point where they won't let you craft on it anymore because you've done too much already and they they're giving you all of these items that will negate fractures so that you could sort of like push past the limit of what you should be able to do if you want to spend the currency to do it to make these like really powerful items one thing that's really cool that i've heard about is that later in the game items will drop that will have um affixes that are uncraftable that are stronger than the craftable ones like so essentially, yeah like tier zero where okay. essentially you want to find like what you want to be able to do is you want to find these items that have like these powerful affixes and then craft around those and that's really cool because what that does is it makes it so that the loot on the ground always has the potential to be relevant yeah because it, you'll never be able to like craft something that is as strong as some of the affixes that could just drop out in the world but so it, it, it kind I of combines cool. both both kind of things of like you should still be concerned about crafting because that's how you're gonna make the perfect thing but you can find a nearly complete uh weapon or piece of armor that is like rolled outside of the limit and then now you're gonna craft around it so it's like it combines both finding items and then personalizing them and crafting them yeah so I'm digging it. I'm really excited to see what they do with the with the future of the of the classes. The ones that are missing are probably two of the ones that I'd want to play the most, which are uh, Warlock, Falconer, and uh, Falconer too. And but I was actually thinking of um, Rune Blade, Rune Master, yeah, Rune Master, the third Sorcerer one, which I think is putting like stuff on the ground and then like detonating it, maybe like a mines type of play style that could be kind of cool and outside of that i feel like there's a lot of potential uh for new classes to be added to this game later on yeah i feel like they've they looking back at their change logs i think they've done a good amount i think this is a good time to join because a lot of the stuff that you'd hope would be in the game is in the game um the overall look is very good i i like the cast animations i like the overall look of the world um we haven't even talked about like how uh, I think this is kind of neat is like you're going in and out of these like time warps. So, uh, so like you're playing the same on the same kind of like map. Like it's like a it's like, yeah, this helped them say production. Instead right? of like 
I, I mean, they, they do a lot, though, because it's like, like, it, 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 it into the story of like, there, there will be an area that you can't pass. So you go back in time and you change what happened there. And then you go back to the future and then you can pass through that area. Yeah. But when you go like, I, I think that they do enough like that. It's not I don't find it cheesy or anything like that. Like when you go back in time, uh, you're fighting all these dinosaurs and the, the land is so lush and like. It looks good, and you know what I really like? Uh, this game does a lot of this, and um, I don't remember Path doing a lot of this, or even Diablo, but it's a lot of, like, you're, you'll are you be up walking on kind of, like, a bridge or something, and you can see, like, down, like, miles into, like, the ground below, and, it, like, it, I feel like it does, it, like, it looks very, like, the, 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 it's not even, like, a skybox, but, like, you could see like far down into the distance and it's a like ground box. Yeah, ground box. Like <laughs> like you're 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 a lot of times in this game you're like moving up elevations and the 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 background looks very good and uh I don't know I, I don't know just like like I feel like that's rare. It's more and a lot of these other ARPGs you're more on this plane that it that has very little verticality and then in this game like you you get to see stuff below you or go up a lot of like different like hills and cliffs and stuff. So I think the game looks really good overall. You go in, and in the far future is like this void mess of like everything is just covered in like like pitch kind of and yeah. and it's like these void monsters and then you know going all the way back in time is this like nice lush area and then there's the middle ages of like castles and humans have built it up and so you, so you're you're kind of jumping around a lot between aesthetics. Yeah, it's good though because I always like to have a, a game like this on my on my deck yeah. and i'm i'm kind of at a point where path of exile where i'm just waiting for path of exile too um every every league like i, I like it they add new abilities and things like that um but there are still some systems in path of exile that i'm kind of over specifically like every league i have to like do the labyrinth again and i'm so tired of doing the labyrinth and like finding the labyrinth trials and this one just like it's nice to have something new like, like, it's nice to, because in Path of Exile, like, I, I haven't solved the game. It's like, an, it's an unsolvable game, right? But to an extent, it's like, okay, I know that when I hit level 28, I want to be here on the tree. I want to find this ability. I know that I want to have a chess piece with two blue sockets, one red socket, one green socket, so that I could put these abilities in. And, and it's just nice to have... Uh, something different, something new, and I feel like anybody who has played Diablo or or um, uh, Path of Exile, Grim Dawn, like this is the next game that you should be playing. Yeah, I uh, do. I do. I love that. Like for me, it's this nice little in between of like I I love um, Diablo classes, and I love um, like looking at how different you are compared to the other classes, and seeing like what end game you know what kind of stuff. This game has sets and stuff too. I've seen green yeah, drops, items, yeah. um, but um, uh, I, I love those kind of things, and I love how much more like impactful like a Diablo attack kind of feels on the screen. Um, but Path of Exile is just like it's the thinking man's version of this, it's thinking person's version of this, um, where uh, the 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 tree is so wide open. If you have the um, you know, if you put in the time or the, do the research, and you really want to go wild there's a lot of different directions you can do and and you're never locked you're almost as weird the how like you're kind of like going all over the place in this tree kind of going to different areas um and anyone can just use the same abilities that other people are using so you get this like just like unending choice um 
and this is kind of in between where you're you're getting tons of player choice but a little bit more of that like diablo you're playing classes abilities feel like large and impactful um and it feels less like you 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 can't make as many mistakes in this game you could always like definitely like you said you can go back you can pull back all the specs you're you're hurt for from it only it, it's cool because it's not a resource um like yeah, like path of resources like your time you're spending a bit of your like time to to respec yeah essentially. so instead of like instead of making you feel like oh i rolled a spell blade and i just screwed the whole thing up i have to re roll it it's like well you could stay at end game just re-roll the spells and re-roll your specializations and your in your passives and you're going to take a hit because it's going to go all of that stuff is going to get like pulled back for a second but you're going to be able to grind it back up anyway so it's like not so it's it's less painful it's not like just get rid of the whole thing and burn it down and start anew like you you can always just like take a slight hit to change it around and i feel like this game like kind of wants you to do that anyway like i'm like for spell once you hit i I would imagine for most classes too like you're specializing in all these things and then you get to the actual like meat of your class when you get to your specialization and now it's completely different because my initial stuff are all these like um like my initial class is this mage so it's all this stuff you would imagine like throwing out a fireball or a lightning bolt or or an elemental explosion yeah and when I get to Spellblade, it's stuff like enchanting my weapon to deal extra damage and uh, throwing out like a big flaming AOE from the melee um, and stuff like that. So like yeah, and the abilities feel like pretty unique. Like every ability I have, it feels like it's doing something different. It's not like this is the blue version of this ability. It's my, the latest move I just got is a move called like Dark Quiver. And what it does is it fires a bunch of arrows up into the air. And the, it, you would think that it sounds like, oh, they're going to fall down and hit people. But what it does is you shoot these arrows up into the air. And it it puts like these arrows on the ground. And as you collect the arrows, it's empowering your abilities. And it's empowering the abilities based on what you spec out in the tree. So there's like a part of the tree that's like, if you go over here, it empowers Flurry. If you go over here, it empowers Ballista. So you're making this ability like empower you in different ways depending on how you're leveling it up. And I, it's one of these abilities that I really haven't seen uh, other games do. And it's more original than just like, well, this ability, it's going to... Like, like there's a mechanic behind powering up mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm shooting this up, I'm collecting the arrows. And the fact that I'm moving to collect the arrows is working with my other abilities because I also have this ability called elemental arrows where as I move around, I am getting, I'm like charging up my arrows and, and boosting them. So the, these things are harmonizing together to create this um, play style that I've po- sort of put together myself. It's, it's kind of crazy because like this, like, like I feel like, you just kind of like fall into like I like I did like I feel like this game has so many choices and the trees are so fleshed out that you can just like accidentally fall into a lot of like like I'm just putting in points into lightning things and you just start to look for lightning anywhere and then how every ability just can become what what you want it to be is kind of nuts that you can just like not initially start having to like sit there and read all these trees you can just kind of like go off in a direction and then fall into having made a build so i think that's very cool that's last epoch that's last epoch it's very good i like i love it actually 
yeah, highly recommended. I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm and I'm getting some I'm getting good mileage on it already. I'm uh, ten hours in and I'm loving it. Um, so who? So I mean, that's it, right? Like, there's no other important games. It's there's a few more things I wanted to talk about. So the Game Awards happened. Okay. Uh, so, I don't really know that we have to talk about the Game Awards. Well, I think we uh, don't. I, mostly, but... I I watch it for the for the announcements. There were a few cool announcements. I watched. I don't for the know babes. if you saw. Huh. I want you for the babes. Oh yeah, the babes. Yeah, there, was a, there was and the whoopers. There was a whooper watch going on. I don't know what that is. She's very so. <laughs> at the Game Awards, there was like a, a Pokemon Go tie-in where uh, I do know shiny, shiny whoopers would are would be like catchable for everybody. So and they just called it like a whooper watch is in effect. It was very <laughs> <bizarre>. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of cute. <laughs> A whooper watch is in effect, and if you if you look up what a whooper is, maybe you forgot. But <laughs> no, I know exactly like... what it is. I know exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Um, they... <laughs> why that? Why 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 that? There's so many good, cool Pokemon. Like why that one? Because <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. Um. So what else happened? So they're putting Master Chief is in Fortnite. Okay. So now right. Master Chief can battle it out with Kratos in Fortnite, which is good. It's the only reason you would want to play Master Chief in a video game. Oh, man. I, you know how much I used to love the Halo franchise? I bet it's still fine. Like, I, bet, they, I bet it's they, still okay. They, they've, been, they've been doing that Master Chief collection, and I know that the Cruise brothers love playing that Master Chief collection on a PC. So, I mean, it's there. I mean, they got I mean, the, Bungie's they got not the doing multiplayer. It, so. I, huh? I mean, Bungie's not doing it. Oh, Bungie's so busy. <laughs> yeah, but so, what are they busy with? I, I wonder sometimes. So I, I don't remember a lot of uh, announcements that blew me away. One thing that definitely Crimson was Desert. exciting for me, Crimson Desert looks pretty cool. Black Desert Online, it's going to be another MMO, right? Yeah. So there were problems with Black Desert. So it's not even going to be about, like, is the gameplay good? It's going to be about, like, how do they monetize it? Is there, like, a fucked up energy system? Like, those are all the things that are going to actually determine whether there probably won't be uh, an energy system but there will most definitely be like black desert to me like the 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 moment to moment is very fun but it's always the same kind of it's always just like you are just like muso style just killing tons of packs of enemies but the big problem for me was that the all the the really cool gear is cause is like the buying you know like yeah like like i i that that matters to me in in games like that like you want to be able to get to the end game and earn cool pieces and feel and look cool rather than just buying them um yeah. so 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 like seeing that the game was like cosmetically more about buying the cosmetics and then like that kind of that just kind of turned me off a little and the, also the graphics looked really good the graphics do um, look really good that, that team is amazing black abyss i think or pearl abyss pearl abyss my this is gonna sound crazy, but my initial reaction is the game looks too ambitious. Like it looks like it has so much going on that it'll be a marvel if it actually works. Well, no game ever looks like the trailer. I mean, like I'm I'm so bad beyond ever thinking that a game is going to look like what they initially show in the trailer. Like those are always just like the most slice of like they're just built for showing people what you want to do rather than what it will be. But there was also a trailer. I think it was it was for Arc Two, starring Vin Diesel and the Arc? most w- like the well, dinosaur. Yes, Arc Two stars Vin Diesel and a child with the best rendered hair in um cinematic. 
the, their hair looked crazy. I know Sephiroth <laughs> is coming to yeah, Smash that's, Brothers. It's that a weird, a weird choice. I feel like most of the people... I, uh, friend of the show, Ryan Galloway, thank you, Bumper. Uh, we use your music. Uh, you can get it off the new album, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube where you can get the links to different uh, merch. Um, uh, he was saying that... that and, and I agree with this statement that, like, Setheroff is, like, the character that Smash fans think is super cool and are all very well aware of his existence without ever having played Final Fantasy it's, VII. It's the, Final Fan, it's the favorite Final Fantasy character for people that never played Final it Fantasy. It really is. Yeah, it really um, is, like, and, a character. Because like, because I think that... Um... They needed more guys with swords. Yeah, it's really important to have more males with swords. So, but this one has long hair. Nothing about that kit, looking at it, like, I guess I could see some cool things, and it seems like they're going to have him be slow but pokey, like, like um, big, slow attacks that are, like, that long-range sword he uses. But um, I don't, I don't know. I don't care that much. Yeah, I just, I don't care about it. I don't need Smash. <laughs> I don't need um, Smash. Smash is a fighting game. That's what it would sound like if I were me, because I say that. And I do The one announcement that that really resonated with me was Disco Elysium, the final cut, which is going to add full voice acting to the game, which I I did feel like it was something that was sorely lacking from the original game, where you would be introduced to a character, uh, they would have this great dialogue, and then as you went deeper into their tree, the dialogue, the, the voice acting would just disappear. I understand uh, why there's a reason why that happens, you know, and because there's a lot, yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot. But the new version, the final cut, which is coming out, it's going to be a free update coming out next year. Will have full voice acting, and I I think that that might be a justification for a second playthrough. For I think me. the the thing I most remember from that I think was the kid throwing stones at a corpse, and I think he called me a pig fucker. He definitely called you a pig fucker. Okay, so there you go. The I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, he's he's incredible. You didn't finish that game, right? I did not. Oh man, that game is a better, even better story than Yakuza Like a Dragon. I, there's maybe, one maybe ga- the best video game story, maybe the best, definitely the best writing. Yeah, it it is. It's incredible how well written it is. It's like aggressively well written. It's the it's the the most next gen writing. That we that yeah. I have ever seen in a game it is it is for sure a step up narratively. It also makes any other game that has like choice in it feel like weak. Oh man, compared. this is gonna segue great. Yeah. So uh, there's one other thing that I did want to talk. I about. I know before. it's this this I cannot believe how long. Well, some of this a lot of this is getting cut out because of uh, a break. I mean, but that hopefully the users the the listen the users are our podcast users won't have noticed because if if i did my if i worked my editing magic um but uh, so the last thing i wanted to talk about was i finally secured a, a gtx uh an rtx 3080 graphics card after okay. three months of trying to get it so that was really exciting for me i had to join a discord server that had a bot hooked up to Newegg's api that as soon as something was posted this bot would share it with the discord and there would be a button that added it to your cart. And after like three months of trying, it took me 12 hours on this Discord server to finally secure a card. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did not get the card in time uh, for the Cyberpunk 2077 release, which happened uh, this Thursday. So We're here. The most anticipated game. 
everything we've been waiting for. It is here. Not you. I mean, this is not. Yeah, it's not really. It's not really game, my style right? of game. But it is mine because one thing that I love is janky open world games. Huge. Like if they're not janky, I don't want to play them. Assassin's Creed. No, thank you. Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yes, what? Please. Assassin's Creed's not janky? <laughs> Compared to like these Bethesda games, I don't think it is, is well, it? Well, it's not like like the Skyrim-y or like Oblivion, like people just falling through the world. Or you hit someone with like an axe and then they fly into the sky. Oh man, those are good things. Yeah. Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077, uh, there will be spoilers here. There will be spoilers up until the title card of the game everything that i'm going to talk about has already been discussed in previews but if you want to go into the game blank this is why we saved this for the very end so that i could just talk about my experience so far uh without pissing anybody off and i assume that you don't care about hearing about the first not the initial uh, spoilers no okay, I, I, so I, will, I will eventually play this game i think especially when i get a new graphics card and new computer and i think that um i, I feel like CD Projekt Red is fairly well known for post-launch support, so I could for imagine releasing broken games at the start and fixing it up. Yeah, I could definitely imagine the 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 best time to play Cyberpunk is when it is both cheaper and better in the future. But um, and you could say that for any game, right? Like everybody knew that well, this game would come in hot. Everybody, you, can, you knew can't that. say that for Wilson. Well, Wilson, I mean. A bad game is a bad game always, but Cyberpunk That's is That's what Reggie a good says. Okay. Cyberpunk is a good game that will eventually be a better game. But but let me tell you a little bit of my experiences. Let me preempt this by saying that I'm having a great time and I've run into no bugs that have affected the actual like progression of this game. Okay. Uh, what about like minor stuff? I like I I watched the giant bomb video the other day and like just within the first couple minutes they have like just hilarious like someone is smoking and the cigarette is floating in their mouth but their hand is like clearly doing the is like holding the cigarette but it's not holding the cigarette and like just weird stuff of like people So that's not affecting gameplay. The one yes. gameplay not... affecting had is that there was a time where I could not toggle crouch and I had to that's use weird. a hold crouch and then after i use the hold crouch my toggle crouch worked it's weird there, there's also okay so here's my biggest issue and we'll get the issues out of the way and i feel like i i do feel like people have been maybe a little unfairly critical of of some things in this game and i understand that we should be super critical of this game but i feel like just because of the fact that so many people hotly anticipated this uh, it has caused some people to be very heavy-handed in their criticisms. But I'm also totally aware of the fact that I'm having a different experience from everybody else because I'm not experiencing these game-breaking bugs. I'm getting uh, a steady frame rate with no issues, even running on, like, you know, specs that are a little bit outdated. Uh, but with that said, the one, my one gripe with this game, and this is a CD Projekt Red gripe, is that the... I am a lefty and I use my left-handed mouse. And so I have the buttons like flipped so that left is right and right is left. And Cyberpunk does not respect that. And that's really annoying. But so here's the thing. I can remap the controls so that like uh, I, I can use like my right click for shooting and my left click for aiming. And that's fine. But the menus, no matter what, are always going to be reversed. So I have to wait for a mod to fix that. Oh, another issue that I did have is the field of view maximum is 100. 
And I play on an ultra wide, so that's terrible. So the first thing I did was I installed a mod that increased the FOV. And I'm sure that in a couple days or maybe even right now, there's a mod that will fix the mouse issue for me. So cheers to that. So what is there to say about this game that hasn't already been said by everyone? Uh, I don't know. Can, first, I, can I maybe like preface real quick? Like I please, like please ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. So I, I've, I've heard a lot of different things. I think that this is whenever anything like this comes out, I, I, I we've said before, and I do truly feel like Cyberpunk 2077 might be the most hyped game ever, maybe ever, because I, I, I see a lot of people just mainstream that I know that don't really play video games or just like they get called, they have a console that they buy a Call of Duty for once a year to play a little bit. And then they're just like, I don't know, sometimes they don't even buy the next Call of Duty. Like, I don't even, I don't really get it. Yeah. But, but like, you know, like people who don't know anything are interested in this game. I saw Cyber. Uh, Punk 2077 all, all over bus stops in Brooklyn and stuff like that where yeah. I work like I everyone is very much I feel like many people are aware of this game and it was coming out also kind of in time to the new console launches so that even has more to like that's also making them like the kind of like launch games the games to be like step up your console to experience this in a much better way um so whenever those kind of things happen i i i know that like you you rarely if ever can get what what the game is inside of your head because it's anything inside of your head um I will, I, I will say that this game, for me, is exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, I think that you tempered your expectations in a way that was, like, very much less, like, stargazing. Like, you expected kind of more of what it would be. Um, I can understand people having a good time with it. I can understand people not having a good time with it. I've heard, I, it's weird to look on the outside because I, I, I have seen a lot of minor bugs and I don't think that's that. I don't think that's like and game. Some of them break. are so funny. Like some of them are endearing. I, yeah, I don't think that that's like game breaking or anything. I do think that like in a game that like if I was going to, when I get it, it'll be for being immersed in Night City um, that, that those are like, negative points for me like even like minor things that could be funny like i i really don't want to see that as much because i want to be like invested in this world and not thinking it's a video game but i've heard such different things like i i, I was listening to the giant bomb cast and like jeff was quite negative on it and i i guess one of the things that i'm most interested in that i want to know your take on is that like CD Projekt Red is very much famous not for releasing The Witcher Three as like a phenomenal game, but they're like they 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 used the Witcher source material to make even minor minor events or minor side quests into these like complex and and like The Witcher they they use that that source material to create these complex gray area kind of upsetting frustrating stories where there's no good answer and that even these minor like in 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 what people like Witcher 3 for is not like in Assassin's Creed or something where uh go do this thing on the map this is a regular thing that you're supposed to do you just you, you kill four of these you open a chest and that's what you have to do and you do that 10 times throughout the map to get all the the bungo point and so like I, I would be interested to to know because I, some people like jeff have said that the side stuff is really not that exciting at all and that to me is like that that would be like one of the biggest things would hit me is like why like cd project red is known for that not making phenomenal games so what do you feel about 
like narratively like what do you what, how is the side stuff like compared to the main narrative is it is it is it good or is it great is it yeah. just is it serviceable yeah so let me talk a little bit about that i think that so there is i've done act one of the game act two is where you meet johnny silverhand and i and i think how that long does that, that take point, that's the title card well if you're yeah that's after the title card if you're an insane person like i am then that's uh 15 hours because i just kept getting pulled into every little thing along the way sure. because i actually liked the gameplay a lot so every opportunity i got to get into a fight i took because i like my character build so much um so i i do think that the side stuff picks up a lot once you uh the the Johnny Silverhand event happens because at that point, like Johnny is kind of always with you and is commenting on everything that you do. And like his input into the side stuff, I, I think has been pretty interesting. Kind of cool. I, you I, could, you could, I guess you could do side stuff before you've met him. So it would change kind of the um, dynamic maybe sometimes, or like yeah. you, you get a little bit extra. I wonder, does it, does it feel like he's adding is he changing it or he's just adding fluff? Like he's adding his point, his like dialogue to the side quest, but not changing fundamentally. He, well, it. in some cases he's like kind of telling you what he thinks you should do. And he's like kind of an asshole in a lot of ways. So, so like his opinion of like, you should do this is sometimes like totally not what you What do you think do? about, before going back to this just real quick, like what do you think about the Keanu Reeves performance? Cause I've heard some things about like, Keanu does like to, and hearing him talk even in trailers like he's awesome and I love John Wick and he's a badass in it but he's like also kind of nice and I don't know if he does like uh gravelly like uh rock star and like communist yeah. kind of like I, I've done very do little with I've done very little with his character so far but he is like the parts where you like are interacting with him like he is like a force like he like so you like centered it around him okay so you like I, it works I, for you yeah but i also haven't gotten to the part where he talks about his massive cock yeah and and i will I say mean, that i think the worst part of this game is when it's trying to be in your face edgy and if you listen to the bombcast you might think that that's more often than it actually is i i haven't run in i i haven't picked up a dildo in this game in this game yet but apparently that's uh, I thought that was like a big part of it. Yeah, this is this is not uh, Borderlands like like this is not to the level of like, well, I mean, yikes. I it, it, yes. It's not inescapable. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where in Borderlands, like it's so in your face. You just walk like, around and dialogue pops up and then they're talking about like unicorn dildo fart. And it's like, wow, you guys just you're just doing yeah. it all the time. Can't stop. So you. the side stuff there, there has been like some interesting choices to make. And I also do feel like the way that you build your character change, like first off. So there are like five uh, core parts of your character. There's body reflexes, technical intelligence and cool. And the fuck is each, cool? I guess cool. language. Like jo like James Bond style, like being cool, and also cool has uh, stealth, and cool also gives you access to this skill tree called Cold Blooded, which is a sort of like a buff that you get when you kill things. You get like a stack of Cold Blood that you can like stack up throughout the battle, and you can expend by doing different things. Uh, what are you cool. kind of specking into? I am specking into. So I wanted to make a character who's like a corporate assassin. 
So, so I'm specking my character. Those are the three starts, right? Like Nomad, um, Street yeah. Urchin guy, and a corporate assassin? Yes. So Corpo. But I'm I'm specking my character to be like sort of like a, a a corporate assassin of like he has pretty good reflexes a lot of intelligence and a ton of cool and and i've and it's cool the way that you get different dialogue options even based on like if you're strong if you have like high body then like you can like physically intimidate people i want to be and... anton sugar so i feel like i would do a similar route i would just be like very cool anton sugar and then just some sort of corporate also i i heard that the like melee options were a little bit lame so i was like eh, maybe i expect towards guns but i've been playing with the melee options and they're actually like really fun and I'm I'm trying to remember who said that the melee options were bland because I'd like to have a word with them. Uh, because also I'll say this: like the animations are so cool. There's also a point where you you um you are playing as a different character than the base character, and like they're a gunslinger, and the animations that they have are so sick of just like the way that they're twirling their gun and doing all these reloads. And you know yeah, how that's you have my like favorite a, thing. You have like a quick melee attack, and they're the quick melee attack with like their legendary pistol is that they shoot like fire out of the legendary pistol and like burn the people in front of them. And I was just like, hot damn, that is awesome. But, but it's also interesting how uh, there's so much to say about it that I, I don't even know really where to like dip my feet, but the side stuff is, is neat. I do feel like based on the way that your character is built, like one of the missions that I had is like, there is this, and this is like some some of the missions you get like put on your map of like this is a thing you want to do like you meet characters who will give you side missions but the other thing is just like you'll be passing by an area and there are like there's like a fixer that controls each area so they'll be like hey there's this thing that i want you to do nearby so one of the ones that i got was just like there's this guy who's been disassembling androids and like brutalizing and we want you to stop him. So I'm playing on hard because apparently the normal mode was for like uh, your your Madden players where it's like normal is easy and hard is normal and very hard is hard. So I, I was just trying to walk in and trying to stealth and it wasn't working out. There was a time where I finally got to him and I noticed, okay, and then he, he beat the shit out of me and I died. So I was like, okay, I need another way to do this. Uh, but when he did kill me, I noticed, like, okay, he's actually by these shutters. These, like, mechanized shutters. So maybe there's something I can do with that. So the next time I tried to do the mission, I went to a building nearby, and I just started climbing it up. And it made me realize, like, okay, you can, like, navigate and enter, like, most of the things. Like, there's a lot of areas where they will just, like, let you go inside, let you get on top of, and, like, let you really move around and navigate the city in a lot of different ways. So I climbed up to the rooftop next to where this guy hangs out, and I was able to hack the shutters uh, of the room that he was in. So it brought up the shutters, and then I was just able to take, like, a clear shot at him. Uh, there were some bad things about this. Like, I didn't get to, like, fully loot out the place, but what I was able to do is I was kind of able to, like, use the building next to it and just, like, clear out and make it a little bit easier for me to get in. And then I was able to kind of, like, enter into his room, like, through a moonroof and just, like, loot that way. And I sort of went into the dungeon in reverse, right? So I didn't enter in the bottom floor. I went in the top floor, and then I just cleaned it out backwards. And, and I thought that that was a cool way of, like, using the way that my character specifically is specced in a way that was kind of cool. 
And so far, I actually have found a legendary item that like fundamentally changed the way that I play the game. They're called those exotics. That's interesting to hear um, that your th- that that worked because uh, from what I had seen, it didn't seem like there was as much like open ended. Like I, I know it, it was interesting to like watch on on the giant bomb cast. Uh, they uh, or in the giant bomb uh, quick look. They they like know that they don't trust this character, and then there's like a setup, but they can't kill any of the characters. And I understand why because it would like it would just screw. I could it could screw up the story. But I would have thought that like maybe next Jenny, like they would try and be like if you really want to just kill this character outside of even like a cutscene, just like kill the guards or whatever that are going to be looking at it because you know you know like oh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah, even let yeah. them do I that. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, where you're meeting. This, there's part of a heist, and you're trying yeah. to secure this bot, and there's like this militech woman who you meet and they don't let you kill her yeah uh i there's some stuff that like that's been a thing in games like there were very few games that really let you alter the course of how uh it changed the last one that i really remember that lets you do whatever you want and kill whoever you want was morrowind and they actually put up a prompt of like if you do this you're fundamentally going to break the sequence of this game in a way that you might not be able to finish it and you had to click like Yes, I understand and I accept this because I don't even know if like Bethesda accounted for all the ways that you could screw yourself over. So they just like put that prompt in there. And I'm I I think it's totally fine that they don't let you kill every single person in this game because I feel like you can kill enough of them, even in that specific mission. Also, I was blown away watching that quick look because the things that they did like and the mission was so different for them than it was for me just because of like the decisions that I took beforehand. Okay. And, and I do feel like like in in the version of the game that I played, you end up teaming up with um you end you end up teaming up with the um like the that like group of bandits uh to fight up to fight against a militech invasion on that base. So whereas in the giant bomb quick look they were like fighting the bandits i was siding with them and fighting against like these super soldiers and at the end of it there was like this crazy sequence where there are like all these mechs around and and we're like fighting mechs together and then like i I kind of allied with them and i'm interested to see how that plays out in the future but but i do feel like there's a very sandboxy nature to the side quests in maybe a way that there isn't to the main story stuff because the main story stuff is it, it's way more scripted than a game like um, Skyrim, mm-hmm. and, and, but that but that's because of the fact that it leads to these really epic moments. Okay, where you're like driving down the street, uh, where you're like r- riding shotgun, and there's like helicopters behind you, and you're like taking out these helicopters, and then an assassin is jumping onto your car with like these blades coming out of his arms, trying to kill you. I saw that. So it is like this this mix of of these super scripted moments and then cut to the open world where it's like you're walking by people and they're saying like up yours asshole and and like you're totally free to do whatever you want and you get like Grand Theft Auto style star ratings. So if I had to describe what this game is, it's like the world of Grand Theft Auto with the openness of a fallout and the character building of deus ex okay but the legendary i found was actually a 
Ooh, and we didn't even get into like the cyberware. So in addition to the fact that like you're leveling up and you're increasing like your cool and your body, there are perks under that. So you're specializing in blades and you're getting things like uh, your blades can stack bleed on people. Uh, your headshots with pistols are dealing increased damage or like you're more stealthy with them or whatever. But then there's also this system of uh, cyberware, which is where you're modifying like your body. So you can replace your arms with blades. I replaced my arms. This is the one legendary I found was a mono wire, which is essentially like um, uh, a, a wire that comes out of my wrist that I use to fight with where I'm like slinging this electrified wire in a way that like I'm doing an AO AOE around me with like, like with this charged up wire and the less you use it, the more powerful it is where as you expend it, you're expending the electrical charge inside of it. But it's so cool because like the way that you like, if it's like your last hit, you can like call enemies if they're like below X percent health and it'll like dismember them. You'll like slice their head off. And, and it just makes me feel very cool of like, I'm going into this area, I'm like taking people out with my pistol, and then I'm like pulling this like wire out of my arm and like whipping it and like sl slicing their like legs off and stuff. It, it's exactly good. it's exactly what I want out of like the, the systems in this game. So, they, so, so minute to minute, it, the combat feels pretty good. I've heard some negative things about the driving. I haven't heard much either way on the combat so the I, I heard yeah so jeff complained about the dry ass but i think that was resolved they 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 had a day two patch so the game came out on thursday they released a patch on friday which drastically improved performance on the last gen consoles uh it it fixed a bit of stuttering i i didn't get to see any of these changes because i wasn't like like i said the game's running extremely smooth for me uh, so I didn't get to see any of that. The driving, I think, is really bad on a mouse and keyboard. So I've been driving on a controller and doing everything else on mouse and keyboard. But but that's also like a controller issue. Like it's a, it's kind of like an issue, right? Because all you have is like WASD. So you have more than that. I mean, for yeah, but 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 the driving, like the driving, feels terrible on mouse and keyboard. But it feels pretty good on um on a controller. That's weird. Yeah, I heard some people switching back and forth. Between. And there's a lot of cars. There are a lot of cars. There's a lot of bikes. They're, the handling is different. So, like, if you get um, a higher quality car, it does handle better than, like, the lower quality car and what you start with. Okay. But but I love the cybernetics. There are cybernetics later that are giving you, like, a double jump that are allowing you to, like, phase through the environment that are allowing you to, like your dodge ability turns into like a short range teleport where you're like phasing and you're also fighting enemies who have those abilities of like, you're trying to like shoot them with a pistol. And as you're like lining up a headshot, they'll like phase toward you. So, Ooh, but we didn't even talk about the fact that like the cyberware, like the, the hacking and stuff like that. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Like, like making that, like making magic kind of a thing by like, everyone yeah. has these cybernetic en enhancements. So you can like hack them and cast spells they're not spells, yeah, so, but they are, like, essentially spells. They kind of are. Yeah. So I have the ability to, like, set people on fire. Like, I could blow off their grenades. I could... My favorite one is a contagion ability, where, like, if enemies are grouped together, there will be, like, a virus that spreads uh, between them. I, I also have an ability that makes them forget that they saw me. So, like, if I start combat where, like, I didn't want to, I could just make them forget that they saw me. Or you could, like, reboot their optics so that, like... 
if there's like a sniper and you're in the middle of fighting somebody, you could like turn this turn the optics off of the sniper, kill the guy in front of you before you try to deal with the um with the sniper. And this all depends on your build, right? So based on your intelligence, that's sort of like your ability to hack. There's crafting to the game, so that and that's based on your technical uh, know-how, which also is the ability that's letting you like open up doors. But if you have body, then you can break through doors. I, I just feel like there are a lot of options for creativity, and uh, I'm really digging it. Uh, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted because also like I, I I like the combat. I think that the gunplay feels pretty good. I like getting I like getting guns that are purple and that they have more mods than, than the blue guns that have more mods than the green guns. And I also like the that there are legendary items that I can buy from people, but only if I have enough street cred, which is like you have your character level and then you have like your reputation level, which is like your street cred, which you're gaining by just like doing gigs through like um, uh, busting up gangs and things like that, uh, which is giving you access to like these legendary weapons that do totally feel like they're acting differently. They're like exotic tier from like Destiny of like these are fundamentally changing uh, the mechanics of combat. And I, and I think that that's pretty cool. So I didn't even know that there was that much. Like there is like a, a very fair loot portion of the game of like getting yeah, cool and... new upgrades and like, like is it is it like Borderlandsy or like you're like you're finding like these weird mishmash weapons and it's it's not to the level of Borderlands. It's more to the level of Destiny, I guess where there will be like the there will be green weapons and if you get blue weapons and the blue weapons will have not the they'll have abilities and they'll have mod slots so you can like equip different scopes and silencers and things like that uh to the gun that'll give it different effects mm-hmm. and then you said there's like exotic kind of stuff that are like major changes yeah and and then there's those and i haven't gotten too many of those aside from the the mono wire was one of those which was like a cybernetic enhancement, but I know that there are like melee weapons, like there will be like flaming swords and things like that, or electrical blades. And uh, yeah, so so I'm digging that. I, I do want, I immediately already am, am thinking about what my next character is going to be like, because I definitely want to try like a character that's based on like strength and gets like gorilla arms and then just like punches like through things. And then like, I want to spec into crafting and just see what that's about. And, and just to like build like these massive weapons, like machine guns and shotguns and things like so that. So you th- you're going to plan to play it again. I wonder how long this is not like as long as I might have thought it would be, which I think is is definitely a positive. Um, I think that, yeah. Well, this is like uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the show with like Breath of the Wild, where it's as long as you want it to be. And, and also the case of Skyrim, like Skyrim, I, I think that people forget that Skyrim is not a long game at all. Skyrim, yeah. you could mainline Skyrim in like 15 hours. It was very short. Uh, but nobody thinks about the fact that you could mainline Skyrim. People think about all of the other puzzles that you have going on in that game. And this is definitely a game where you're playing it for as long as you want to. Yeah, right? I kind of like that better. Of like, Because then it's like, if you, when you want to finish it, you can finish it. But uh, there's tons of stuff. So the game, so the game is between like 20 to 80 hours, you know, where it's like one, this one thing we didn't talk about is that there is definitely a hobo of wow situation going on here where if the, the variety of cause of like armor that you're getting is ridiculous. 
where you're getting like nano nano weave booty shorts. Yeah. <laughs> or like and like, well, these have the highest armor rating, so I guess I can equip the nano weave. I wonder booty if shorts. that I heard that, but I wonder if that changes later in the game. Maybe it's just like just like any sort of uh game is where where you're getting loot where you're you're finding more of like a mishmash of like dumb stuff and then as you progress you start to get the cooler because like why would you just get super cool stuff up front yeah and and as your street cred goes up you can also be like there are armor vendors so you could also just like buy stuff from the armor vendors to make to make that work out uh there's also like suits that you can um apply over everything so if you don't want to worry about it you could just like throw a suit over everything you're wearing and then you not have to worry about it if you're just like, I don't want to look like a like a hobo of WoW. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool because also, like, if you don't want to look like a jackass, that's an option. But if you like the gear progression and maybe you got something really cool that you want to see, then that's also available to you. That's cool to hear. And it's it, like, how is it running? Like, it, it looks well? Like, oh, so, so good. Like, it's running smooth for me. I'm I'm on a... I just upgraded my computer, right? But I'm on a on a two generation old graphics card. I'm on a 1080. Um, I'm playing on medium settings, but I'm on an ultra wide monitor. And because I'm on an ultra wide monitor, uh, I'm I'm essentially on 2K. So some people talk about playing at like 1440p and 1080p. I'm at uh, 2K, so I'm at like 2500. I'm at 2.5p or whatever, uh, which means that I typically have to dial down my settings a little bit. I think that if I were playing on 1080p, uh, I would be playing this game on high settings. But as it is, I'm playing on medium settings. I'm getting a constant uh, 70 frames per second. Uh, sometimes it dips down to 60, never goes below 60. How does the game look? Because like in, in some of the early trailers, it's like the Night City like kind of looks like it's this very high and like vertical. Like there's like so much going on when you look up. But then at least seeing some of the the more recent stuff or seeing people playing it right now. Uh, it's more of like just what I'd expect from like a Grand Theft Auto, like people walking around. It's not too busy. Like, so that depends because there's a density option. Okay. So yeah, I and, see and that. also the areas that the game starts you off in are not the super cyberpunky. Like they start you off in like a pretty shitty area because, and they do the like um, Grand Theft Auto thing of like this is an area you can't go to yet. And the area you can't go to yet is, is I think, more of, like, is possibly the more, like, upscale areas. So right now you're just, kind of, I'm kind of, like, in an industrial area. There's, like, a, a Chinatown area. And then there's just, like, a sort of, like, a New York City-style area that, I, that I've just been traversing right now. I wonder if, do you go and to different towns good. or you're just always in, like, Night City? I definitely, there's definitely area outside of Night City. Um, but I think that Night City is the last great city, so you're not going to another city. But there are, like, outskirts. <laughs> I, I'm i also trying... The reason why I'm playing this game so slow is also because my new graphics card is on the way. Oh, like, so you want to, like, midway it, through? Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to not play too... Like, I want to play it so bad. Like, every moment since I've gotten the game, I just want to be playing it. But I'm trying to be slow about it and savor it. Because I know that it'll be a totally different experience once I like am able to put in like the top of the line brand new seven hundred dollar graphics card, and I'll just like have ray tracing on, and it's just gonna like look sick. I, I think that this is a game 
that people are going to be using to benchmark their machines uh, for the near future. I think if I so that's my opinion. I think that the character builds are really good. I think that the I mean, listen, the the story is not Yakuza, um, but I think that it's that it's getting the job done. I like the characters. I like the decisions that I've been making. I find the like your your like buddy Jackie Wells like the one that they've shown. I find he's like this dumb meathead, but I find him to be like so endearing. But but I do feel like outside of like your best buddy, that there's like it, it's really impossible to know who you can trust. And, and I think that that's kind of a interesting because like you're making decisions of like how you want to split money, how you want to do certain jobs. And it's like, I don't really know if this person's trustworthy and how I want to do some of this. Um, so that's interesting. And I, and I do also feel like, uh, I don't know. I played Yakuza recently and I got, sh- <laughs> and that game starts and like, there's like this big betrayal. And it's like in Cyberpunk, there's definitely some pretty big betrayals. And it's like, I just got betrayed playing like Yakuza. Do I have to get betrayed again playing Cyberpunk? Come on. Is there anything else that like sticks out to you that, you feel like people aren't mentioning? Hmm. I don't know, because I feel like everyone is dissecting. So it's, um, oh, one thing that I thought was really cool that people, I, I don't know if people, I didn't know about it because also, uh, I didn't study this game a lot coming out, but do you know anything about like the detective portion of this game? No. So this is super cyberpunky, but there is, uh, this thing called a brain dance. And essentially what it is, is it lets you, uh, experience what somebody else was experiencing as a recording. Uh, so the main way that this is used is for porn, right? So you're essentially like someone is having sex with someone and you're inhabiting them and you're feeling the feelings that they feel. But Damn, that's the, a good idea. The, well, it's this whole idea of like, I, I don't remember where this came from, but the idea is every time that new technology is developed, the first thing it's used for is porn. Yes, that's, so, that's true in our world. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that brain dance is used for is espionage. So the idea is that a character is walking into this environment and the recording is sensing things and picking up on things that even their eyes aren't picking up on. So you're doing this brain dance. Uh, and one of the ways that they do this early on is you're doing a heist of this area. So this woman is going in and she is a prostitute, but she's actually going into the area recording a brain dance so that you could pick up on things of like where the security systems are, uh, where, where certain things are stored, uh, conversations that people are having. So you're having like this out of body experience where like you are her, but also you're pulling away from her and like exploring the area nearby. Because like the there you know you you have all of these cybernetics that are granting you like super hearing, but there's only so much that you can truly focus on when you're in the moment. So when you're going over it in the brain dance, it's like okay, I can examine this data pad over here. I can see that like using heat like thermal technology, I I can sense that uh, there is something over here. There's like a heat signature. So maybe there's like robotics or maybe there's like technology stored back here. So one thing I, I, and, and again, like I didn't, I haven't like read a ton of reviews, so I don't know if people are talking about this brain dance mechanic, but I thought that it was kind of like a cool play on like Batman, like the, the recent Batman kind of games of like looking back at like a past event to try to like okay. piece together yeah. something. So 
I don't know. I thought that that was kind of neat. Uh, I've only done it this one time for this heist, but I want to see uh, how that develops and if it's used in some of the side stuff. I'm curious how things would have played out if there are things that I missed in the brain dance, but maybe they don't let you miss those things because it's like the first time you're experiencing it. But I, I don't know. I, the game has like a, a lot going for it. it it's I, I will say this. It's ambitious. I I love how like alive the city feels. I love that like there are people always walking around. I like that areas look different at night, things like that. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see opinions come uh, like game of the year talk. I mean, there, I guess it won't be that much in, uh, in, in the past to maybe digest it, but I think it'll be more interesting to see the takes on this game uh, once it's digested because anything that has that kind of level of hype like until it settles down and people look back on it, it's impossible to get a good sense of the general consensus or overall quality of anything because there's so many people that have that like expected so much and rightfully so because definitely like watching some of the tra- I didn't I really didn't like like you I wasn't really um, consuming trailers I don't really do that that much for video games because I don't expect a lot or trust a lot of what I hear in trailers. Um, so I just kind of just wait for the game to be out if I'm not interested in it and seeing some of the trailers, it's like, it, it did see like, obviously they promise a lot. And some of the things that I feel like they were promising, they, they couldn't live up to. And that's fair. That's like every game. And maybe just based on the overall, like the saturation, the amount of people that, uh, like wanted to play this game without probably knowing what it would be is what is going to like heard it in the in the near future of people like expecting so much and not not realizing that the, that it is what it is you know not like like, like I, I i think it's it's most interesting to hear like that it is a very good game and by for some people and that like you're getting a lot out of it and you'll probably it'll be interesting to see how you look back on it and like oh i really loved night city and i loved some of the overall concepts of it and see like what you actually end up taking away from it or and and if there are parts of it that last rather than just being like a really good open world art do you think like i think i guess like it's impossible to 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 say for sure do you think that like there are many games that we're like we look back on as like benchmarks in games and that they that like you can I don't know if you always know when you're playing them at the time. Sometimes you do, like with like Batman Arkham Asylum when that came out, like Breath of the Wild, um, uh, Demon Souls. Like with like, there's sometimes games that you come out and you're you're play there you're you're playing them and you're like people are going to steal from this for years. Or or like Mordor, Shadow of Mordor, and they didn't do it actually, but they should have. And I would wonder like with this with anticipation. I I felt like this was going to be the first like a big foray into next gen open world. Do you think that it is that? Do you think that it's just like if you you have a positive vibe on it? Yeah. So so is it a step forward or is it no. more just like a very successfully doing it's, it's not a step forward. This is a game that is um I I kind of want to say iterative like, like iterative wears, like more of an it's influences on its on its sleeve, right? This is a game that has learned from other games. It is not a game that others will learn from. Okay. Because it is a game that is a combination of other things. Like, like it's a good game. <laughs> like, I don't think that it's going to change the, the medium. I don't think that this, like, Breath of the Wild is the game that is, like, transformed the way that we think of open world games. This is, this is a great one of those. This is a great 
if you like Fallout 4, like if you fucking love Fallout, then like you'll probably like Cyberpunk. Yeah. But here's another thing. I fucking loved Fallout 4. Like, yeah, I you loved did. it. But but I don't think that everybody has to play it. Like I think that if you know you don't like Fallout, then maybe you know that you won't like Cyberpunk. Yeah, it's weird. You know? I mean that that is the case. Like I think they were always kind of making that game um and i like the aesthetic of this more than uh fallout i like that i'm fighting through like this very lively city that's like full of people and i'm not like traipsing through the desert so i like the idea of like this is fallout gameplay with with it's better mechanically um and it's in a city yeah that could be enough for me i like that it's in a city yep and it looks great it looks fantastic Aside from when people are eating french fries, which is hilarious. Why is that a thing? Sometimes the NPCs are just carrying around these big rolls of french fries. Rolls of french fries? I'll, what does that I'll mean? I'll show you a video. Uh, but that's those are the games. That's a big game. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big a lot of games. We got to do uh, game of the year stuff, and I'm excited. This I think this has been an overall very good year. Four games and nothing else. Actually, I append that. There's been some good things. But it's been a it's been a good it's it, been a good year for me. It turned around a little bit near the end here. You know? I've been I've been living my best life. I mean, I've been working from home. I've been like taking things easy. I've been focusing on myself. Oh man, I have been I've been going to the gym. I'm grinding up. I've never been more healthy in my entire life. Feels awesome. Isn't that a good thing? Like that isn't is that awesome a good twenty twenty thing? Like a big twenty twenty glow up. Yeah, for me, I'm just, I'm so excited. Like I've never Here's been remotely you're healthy. You're gonna emerge into the world, and so many people are gonna be emerging and looking for like friendships and relationships, and all these people have let themselves go, and you're gonna be coming out of this like, listen, I didn't let myself go. I've become I've become swole when everybody listen, else. Is I like, I got my arms chopped off and put replaced them with blades and a whip. Yeah. Uh, WTDG podcast. That's what this is. What's the deal with games? You can find us on Twitter at sign WTDG podcast. You can find us on your favorite streaming platforms, your iTunes, your Spotify's. Uh, you could, you, you know where to find us. You found us and you yeah. made it all the way to the end of this very long episode. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper, for the use of music. We use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube where you can get links to all their merch um thank you guys and i what do we say like uh take it sleazy take it sleazy we're still on that i haven't started uh the good place i just only mm. just what i would say i do gotta say i don't watch that much tv you gotta watch tv i know um so anyways jack out that's what um like like a cyberpunk thing like jack, everyone jack out of the mainframe <laughs> <laughs>